Sometimes you just need a little encouragement. Am I right? Look, I get it. Life is messy and there are so many things that can keep us feeling stuck or overwhelmed in our everyday life. I want you to know that you're not doing this alone. So, welcome to Chasing Wonderment. This is a podcast designed to help you get unstuck, learn how to shift your mindset, and get some encouragement from your internet bestie. That's me. Okay, you ready? Let's start Chasing Wonderment. Hello, friends. Okay, so confession time. I am getting this podcast out way later, way later, like I'm recording it the day of. I'm so sorry. For those of you that listen on your way to work, thank you for being patient with me. <laughs> this weekend was insanely crazy. And that's it. I just did not have time. I did not have time to record. So here we go. As I've been thinking about what I wanted to talk about for this month and kind of um, thinking about podcast topics and episodes and all of those things, I'm also getting ready to start group coaching. And one of the things that is really helpful to me is to see how other people live their lives. I love seeing how people use schedules and calendars. I love seeing how people think and shift their mindset. It is so helpful to learn from other people. So since we are starting with a new group coaching session and um, it's just a week for setting goals and getting a fresh start and all of those things, I thought it would be really fun to share my goals for 2022 and how I got them. Okay? All right. So the first thing that I want to talk about is my first, the first puzzle piece to my goal setting process, which is actually reviewing. And I have a couple different reasons for why that's important and why I do it. And it is massively helpful to the process of goal setting. I will not set goals or teach people how to set goals until we do the review. And here's why. When you are, when you get to the end of a year or a month or sometimes a week or a day, there is often this feeling of, ugh, I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't accomplish enough. I didn't get all the things done. And we go through all of these negative things in our mind that are reminders of all the ways that we failed, right? Like if if I had you in front of me, I'm guessing you're nodding your head or you might have even raised your hand. I'm right there with you. We've all experienced this. And the reason that we have these feelings is because the fear center of our brain, the amygdala, is designed to keep us safe. It's trying to keep you safe, but it can't tell the difference between perceived fear or danger and real danger. So what happens is it starts telling us all these signals like, oh, oh, we made a mistake. Oh, we made a mistake. It's trying to keep you from making the same mistakes over and over again so you don't get eaten by a bear. That's great, but like stepping out into um, a new routine or schedule and messing up at it is not the same as getting eaten by a bear. So one of the reasons that we do this review process is to put all of the things that we experienced, that we lived out, that we chased after, that we worked towards in perspective. Because when we get to the end of the year and we have that fear center of our brain telling us all the ways that we failed and all the things that we screwed up and all the things and you're just really stressed out about it, A, it's super stressful, you can't think straight, and B, you're not looking at it in from the proper perspective. 
because you're looking at it using the fear center of your brain. And by the way, when you use the fear center of your brain, like a massive section of your brain actually shuts off, like the problem solving center of your brain. That's like probably a whole nother episode. Um, But it's just fascinating to learn about stuff like that and to realize that when our brain is in that kind of freak out mode, that there's actually all kinds of stuff going on in the background that we don't necessarily realize or know about. So anyway, back to the review section. Um, I always do this review. What happens when you do a review is you get out of that fear center and you force your brain to think more creatively and you start thinking from a more logical, well-rounded, kind of bigger picture perspective. And so when we look back at a whole year, it can be super helpful because we see all of these ways that we grew, all of these things that we learned, all of these experiences that we had, and we tend to look at them from a different light when we force our brain to think about them in a different way. So instead of feeling like we failed, now all of a sudden we're looking back on our lives and we're like, hey, guess what? I survived. Like there was a lot this year. And here's what all of those things were. And you know, instead of... um you know, crumpling into a little ball and curling up on my bed and and never getting up again, I got up. Sure, maybe it took me three days to get up, but I still got up. I did this hard thing. I lived through this and here's what I learned. So that is one of the biggest parts of the review process is to remind your brain of what you've experienced, what you've gone through, what you've learned, what it's taught you, and yes, also the things that you're celebrating, the things that you accomplished, the things you're proud of, the things that were awesome and exciting and wonderful. So it's a very logical, big picture kind of look back on an entire year. And then the other side of that is that it helps you to let go of all the ick, to quote my pastor at my church, um, of all the ick that happened in the last year. Because let's be honest, when you hit the end of the year, there is always something that you don't love or multiple somethings. Sometimes it's harsh words that you use that you're not proud of or experiences that you really didn't enjoy and that were really hard. And a lot of us have been through a lot in the past couple of years. So what helps is to have some kind of process to write down and brain dump and get all of those things that are taking up negative space in your brain, that are taking up energy, they're taking up your your mental thought process, and to put them down on paper. Because again, your brain with its defense mechanism of trying to keep you safe is consistently and constantly reminding you of a lot of those things that have been awful and are failures. And instead of helping if it's not something that is actively causing you danger, then that actually keeps you in a state of panic over something that you need to let go of, that it's time to move on from. So one of my favorite activities that I've done for a few years, and I actually just led a few clients through in the Dream Big workshop that was last week, um, is that we do a artistic, I do an artistic project to let go, to release the bad things that I didn't love. And so what I'll do is I will design kind of like an outline picture, and then I will write all of the things that I didn't love in the picture and then I color over them or I design something over them. So um, the first time that I did this, I actually 
had been doing a kind of letting go process and then I usually burn it or rip it up, um, shred it in the shredder. It's very satisfying to do that. If you don't want to do artistic things, then that is a great option. But the first time that I thought to turn it into something beautiful, I had just gotten a brand new set of watercolor pencils and I was really excited to try them. And as I was thinking about letting go and writing all those things down, I thought, wouldn't it be fun to turn it into something beautiful? So I took my watercolor pencils and I wrote all the things in watercolor pencil. And I used a paintbrush with water to smear all of those things. And then I wrote um, just like a little journal entry on top of it. So it was like this kind of mottled watercolory background. Um, and I really enjoyed the process. So the next year, I actually turned it into something even more artistic. And I drew trees. And underneath the trees are scribbled out things that I didn't love. So I turned it into this um, just really neat like landscape scene, black and white, super simple. I had an absolute blast. Um, this year, my, um, my art was kind of more modern. It was definitely out of my comfort zone when it comes to art, but I love how it turned out. If you're curious about it, you can head to my Instagram. Um, I'm at Chasing Wonderman and it's probably somewhere near the top. There's a moon on the bottom and a sunrise on the top. So it's really pretty and I love how it turned out. Um, but okay, so the whole point of this, I get really excited about this stuff, guys. So I'm sorry if it just goes on and on and on, but this is what I love to do. So the whole point of this is that I want to share you some of the nuggets that I gleaned from each portion of my goal setting process. So let me just tell you some of the stuff that I learned from this kind of reviewing and letting go stage. So first of all, my word of the year for 2021 was awake. And one thing that I saw consistently showing up when I did my review of the year was that I felt very eyes wide open at the end of the year. Um, I tend to be an optimist. And if anything, this year made me very aware that the good things in the world and the bad things in the world can coexist and I won't die. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better of a better way to put it. I don't know how else to put it. It seems kind of weird to say it out loud, but that's that's what I felt like I experienced. I was very aware and awake to everything that was going on and instead of pretending that it didn't exist, I just felt like I learned to accept it a lot more this year. So that was really really um it was really neat to see. I was really proud of a lot of stuff that I persisted in. Um, I gained confidence. I gained clarity. Again, that word awake. Um, I persisted even when it wasn't fun. And honestly, that can be hard for me. Um, I invested in my own growth and my well-being. I pressed past mental blocks. So pressing, pursuing, pushing, those words kept coming up a lot. Um, and then I wrote some lessons down. What did I learn? Um, it's working. The things that I'm trying, if I'm persistent and consistent, they work. Consistency pays off. Persistence pays off. Um, it was just really so very encouraging to see, um, to see these areas of growth in my life that I often don't think about, don't give myself credit for. Um, so if this is something that you would love to do, you would love to experience, then um, just grab a journal and give yourself some time and space to reflect over the past year. 
your your challenges, the things that you're proud of, the things that you overcame, your experiences, and see see what comes up. It's a really, really neat practice. Okay, the next thing that I do in my goal setting process is the dreaming big or vision casting stage. And this is by far my favorite because it is so much fun and I am definitely a big dreamer. So it's really, really neat to see kind of some things that I wanted to work on last year begin to come to fruition and um, take more shape because often our dreams kind of build on each other year after year. And I've done this for a while, this, this goal setting process. So it's really, really neat to see that growth over the years. Um, so one of the things that I really like to focus on when it comes to vision casting is not just I want to do X, Y, and Z and be very specific. I really like to focus on values and feelings and qualities, experiences, and vibes first. And here's why. Because so often when it comes to setting goals, we have a specific goal in mind and we look up ways to achieve that goal. Maybe it's you want to lose weight or you want to get fit or whatever. And then you look up ways and you find a program and you're like, this will be perfect. But what you didn't think about was making sure that that idea, that program, that method that you aim to use, making sure that it actually fits with who you are, what you love, and who you've been created to be. Are you passing it by this filter of does this mesh with my personality? Does this mesh with who I am? Does this mesh with the the big picture vision and goals that I really actually want for my life? Or is this just a quick fix that I've found that I hope will get me closer to the goal? So when we focus on values and goals and feelings and vibes, we actually are starting from this very big picture um, perspective. And then we kind of use goal setting to funnel that down to find out which goals actually are most, most important and how we can bring those in to fruition in a way that works for us. Because if you are chasing a goal that does not fit who you are, what you love, your lifestyle, your desired lifestyle, your family's needs, um, your work style, your all of those things, if it doesn't mesh, then you are going to be so discouraged so quickly and frustrated because you're not achieving it. So um, usually when I do this process, I do a lot of journaling and I have journaling prompts that I use every single year and every single um, end of month or end of quarter actually. But um, what I do is I ask these questions of myself and then I look for themes. And it is really fun to see these themes pop up. Um, so one thing that I really saw a lot this year was um, whole, wholeness and um, faithfulness and consistency, which ties directly into a few of my goals. So that's really neat to see. Um, energy, discipline, and um, growth, feeling grounded. Again, those things kind of all mesh with that idea of wholeness. Um, my word this year is increase. So I feel like I'm increasing. I'm aiming to increase in wholeness and energy and consistency and being faithful when um, it's, it seems small or um, you know, not important, unimportant. So I just really saw a lot of wording pop up that showed rhythm, steadiness, wholeness, 
And it was really neat to see that kind of seed starting to grow because I've definitely been working on that for years, years, guys, years. <laughs> um, so it's really, really fun to see that process and see those themes kind of popping up over and over in my writing. The next thing that I really love to do, and I would so encourage you to do this, is to journal as if you have already lived this year. So pretend that you are telling your best friend, like the girl that you can talk to any, talk about anything with, tell her what 2022 was like, as if you've already lived it, and it was your best year yet. Write down what you think that would be like, and that process is absolutely incredible. It can be so much fun to see and uncover dreams that maybe you didn't even realize were there. Um, Sometimes you'll see things and you're like, wow, I never thought of it in that way. Um, And it can just be really eye-opening as a practice. And it's really fun. It's just really fun. Okay, the next thing that I did was I started kind of honing down into specific goals. Now, now, dun, dun, dun. This is, <laughs> this is really important. I do not, will not, do not want to ever, I really hope I don't like come back here and say, oh, hey, I teach it differently in 10 years. Um, <laughs> I don't teach people to pick one goal. And here's why. Because our lives are made up of more than one thing. And what has happened for me in the past is when I pick one goal, it is a, it might be a great goal. There's nothing wrong with having a specific goal in mind. But what happens for me is I pick a goal and I go for it hog wild. And instead of having more harmony in my life, everything feels off center. Because I will be hog wild on this goal and I'm just going crazy with it and I'm loving it, but I start to neglect the other things that matter the most. And so when I set goals, I always teach my students that we start with the three to five things that are the absolute most important to you. You always start there because when we set that as our foundation, anything else needs to pass through our important things like a filter. And if it doesn't pass the test, then you don't put it on your calendar because those three to five things are what are of most value. And what I do is my students, we all go through this process at the end of every month where we check in with ourselves every single month and we're like, okay, how am I doing? Did I get off track? What would help make me more intentional and let this be a little bit more wonderful this next 30 days? So we start with these three to five things and we get really clear on a few simple ways that we could make those three to five areas of our life better. And it's not like it's this huge thing that we're overthinking. We're just like, oh, hey, you know, I really want to be more intentional when I spend time with my hubby. Okay, so how, what would that look like? And for me, a lot of last year was spent saying no phone on date nights. That simple. No phone on date nights. Yep, it sounds simple. Guess what? It's not because Instagram is fun and it's easy to scroll and it's addictive. So that is something that can really help me and help other people. If you feel like you get off track very easily, it can help you stay grounded while you are chasing the other goals that are also equally important. See, what happens is a lot of people talk about balance and when we think of balance, 
we think of balancing everything perfectly all the time. Everything has to be perfectly balanced. If you think of like the, the traditional, what is it, Lady Justice, and she's got like the scales and they, they're supposed to be balanced. That is how a lot of us think about balance, but that's not how life works. Some things often are more important than other things. When I am homeschooling, my kids take precedence over my business, over my home, over all the things because they are what are most important in that moment. When I am on date night with my hubby, my hubby should be the first thing that is the most important. So what happens if we get in this mindset of we have to balance everything, we're putting so much pressure on ourselves to keep everything equal. And what I like to teach is a, is keeping it in harmony. If you listen to like one of those amazing acapella groups like Pentatonics, they have everyone singing a different part, Right. Like there's the beatboxer guy making the funny sounds in the background. There's the bass, the soprano, they, and they sound amazing together. And the goal of creating a wonderful life that is full of wonderment is that you're creating harmony between all the aspects of your life that matter the most to you. So that is a very long explanation of why this is so important. Um, for me, my five things are and consistently have been for multiple years now, um, my hubby, my kids, my home, my health, and my business. Um, you will notice that my friends are not in there. And friends, if you're listening to this, please te- please hear me. It does not mean that you are not important. It means that I would rather go to Target with you than to wash my dishes. And that is what often happens is I will find myself neglecting the other things that are important in order to have fun. And guys, Target and Starbucks are more fun. So I didn't put my friends on there because I naturally prioritize them anyway. Because it is very easy for me as an extrovert to prioritize hanging out with the people that I love. So what I do is I put other things on there that I don't love but that are still important priorities because they are the things that fall off my plate. Because they are the things that I get distracted with. Because hanging out with a friend at Starbucks is fun, but date night is really hard for me to put down the phone and leave it alone. Because like when you live with someone, it's like, oh yeah, I see you all the time. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) But that's not being intentional. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. Um, As we are doing this goal setting process, as I teach it, as I do it myself, I am working from this big picture mindset. So again, we do that big picture vision casting and what we want to feel and experience and the vibes that we want to create in our lives. Then we start honing it in. So now we've got those three to five really important things and we're crystal clear on those. And we have just little simple action steps, things that we can shift every day, every week, every month. And we know that we're going to be checking in with those because we check in with them at the end of every single month. So now we get really clear on other things that we would like to accomplish in the coming years. And one of multiple of the things that I wrote down have to do with routines and rhythms and getting some more consistency and faithfulness in place in my life. Because again, the things that are not fun are the things that I personally struggle with the most. Um, So health work, um, nutrition, because I don't like to cook and I don't love meal prep and planning and all of that stuff. Um, so consistency in those things. Um, housework, because 
I mean, there are special people in this world that actually like to vacuum, but I am not one of them. So um, consistent rhythms have shown up a lot in the things that I want to accomplish. So what I do is I write down this huge list, like all of the things that I really want to do. And I get really specific. You know, I want to have um, washing my dishes as a routine that I don't even think about. I want to have working out as a routine that is so naturally ingrained in my life that I don't think about. I don't have to stress over whether or not I'm going to work out this day because I already know the answer. The answer is yes or it's a rest day. Um, So then we begin to pick the really important ones. Now this can be tricky Some of my clients have really struggled with picking which ones are important. And here's the thing. They're all equally important. So what if you took the pressure off of yourself if this is something that you're struggling with and just pick the one that sounds the most interesting or the one that you think would show you the most progress or sometimes the one that will take you the least amount of time. Maybe it's decluttering your bedroom versus decluttering the entire house. Pick your bedroom because yes, we're setting goals, but an attainable goal is going to feel a lot more doable and then you'll feel satisfied when you accomplish it and you'll want to declutter the rest of your house. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Um, So what I do then is I begin to pick the goals that seem to either be a big picture theme. Again, I am a big picture person, so I I work better when it comes to kind of like that bigger picture-esque than I do with really specific goals. Um, So one of my goals this year is to create consistent rhythms that serve, that serve me, that serve my family well, that serve the lifestyle that I want to create. So consistent rhythms Another one is health routines that serve me well. Now, again, they're totally different versions. Um, consistent routines in that serve me in my life are more like housework, um, getting those chores that I, I, I avoid or I just forget about, um, putting those things in some kind of rhythm that, that is working well for me and our family. And then also having a way to reevaluate those. So making sure that they're still working because life changes and sometimes something that worked three weeks ago or three months ago no longer does. It doesn't serve us anymore. Um, I made a second goal of health routines that serve me well because I really want to spend some time focusing on nutrition and um, working out and just making sure that my body is feeling good. So I have those as two separate things because it works better for me. Yes, I could do routines, but it's very vague. So kind of splitting those into two areas. One's more household and lifestyle. The other one is health, nutrition, working out, all of those things. Okay, and the last one is increasing Chasing Wonderment. Um, I am super excited about all the things that I have planned for this next month and this next year. I don't know why I said month. This next year. Um, and, um, just the ultimate goal of helping women and encouraging women to live their best lives and growing that to as much as I can, because y'all, I love this. I love this work. I love this job. Um, so again, when I, when I set these goals, I get really honest and I think about how I'm going to feel because feelings matter and, um, that can help us keep going. So I really like to kind of dive into how I will feel when I reach each goal. And to be honest, it was kind of interesting because this time around, I 
I had a different approach to it. And every single time I wrote peaceful, joyful, and maybe a little bit bored. (laughs) Because I don't like to be bored. And that feeling of consistency can often translate to boredom for me as someone who loves new things and exciting things. And so I felt like it was important to prepare myself for feeling a little bit bored at the end of reaching the the goals, the desired uh, desired established rhythms and routines that I was going for. The goal is actually kind of to feel a little bit bored. And the beauty of that is when when I feel bored, I have more time. That means I'm going to have more t- more space, more mental space, more clarity, more time to put into creative pursuits that really matter to me. So, I really hope this was encouraging. I feel like I was all over the place, but I hope it gave you a little bit of insight into how goal setting can help you and maybe just encourage you to try some journaling practices on your own. Um, Again, this is something that I am about to lead a whole bunch of new students through inside the next group coaching called It's a Wonderful Life. The doors are now closed, um, but we will be opening up more opportunities to join and do group coaching throughout the year. And also, um, I am I'm prepping a community. I'm really excited about it. So there will be more news about that coming really soon. So I'm just excited about all the things that the year can hold, and I think it's going to be a really good year. I am, man, it's going to be a good year. So here we go. This is the end. I think I'm done talking for now. <laughs> um, I hope that you have an amazing week, friend, and keep chasing your wonderment. And no matter what you end up doing when it comes to chasing goals and achieving things this year, I hope that you do it and give yourself space to have a sense of wonder each and every day. So keep chasing wonderment, friends, and I will see you next week. Hey there, if you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.